What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Offside Report. It's been a huge seven days since we last recorded. There's been Champions League, midweek and weekend Premier League. There's been Carabao Cup final with Liverpool claiming the first piece of silverware for the season. There's been another sacking in the Premier League with Leeds and Marcelo Bielsa parting ways. The Russian teams have also been suspended from all FIFA and UEFA competitions. Yeah, so plenty to talk about and plenty to dissect. And helping me, as always, are my trusty panellists, Jimmy Zabo, Al Jensen, and Mitch Ball. I trust you're all doing well, even after Liverpool's success? Not really. It's, it's been pretty pretty dismal for us because we wanted to have a go at you on the episode. We need to be very chirpy. A couple of things while you're chirpy as well, because you're happy because Liverpool won, of course. And also, you've got a day off tomorrow, so have a look at you. Look how happy you are. You know that this is the last day of work for, what, a week? Oh, mate. My first day off in two years. Oh, get out of it. (laughs) Boys, before we get into it, um, I've got a trivia question for you guys. All right. So it's it's based around the FA Cup. So obviously the FA Cup returns this week. Round of 16. um, And Boreham Wood are obviously still in the competition. They're continuing their fairytale run obviously being a non-league side. So my question to you boys, who was the last and only non-league team to win the FA Cup? And bonus points. Was it Portsmouth? No. Bonus points if you know the year as well. Oh, really? But non-league meaning that they weren't in the top four uh, divisions. But anyway, we'll get to the answer. So if you you know the answer, uh, shut your mouth until the end of the podcast, please. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. Was was Al alive? Give us a clue. Was Al alive when this, this you know, champion won? Uh, can't remember how old Al is, but possibly. possibly. All right. So, possibly. So, okay. It's between 1927 and now. So uh, a bit further back. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, guys, Carabao Cup final. It's, it's obviously a talking point. I know you guys don't want to talk about it, understandably so. Um, but it is a big talking point. Liverpool set the record for most League Cup uh, wins with nine. And quite frankly, I think it was the best scoreless game of football I've ever watched, and and as well as the penalty shootout. Jimmy, I mm. want to ask you, w- yeah. what's, your, what's your view on Tuchel subbing off Kepper for the shootout? Yeah, didn't like it. Stupidity on my behalf. Look, he's a better, he's a better penalty stopper. Um, than what Mendy is. But but at the same time, when he's had that game, he had a ripper game. So he's made big saves. If he hadn't have... If he had had an average game, I don't mind that. But the fact is that he's had an absolute ripper game. He's got confidence. Um, he's going to stand in the goal and intimidate the penalty takers. You don't swap him for mine. And look, in hindsight, if you go, well, you know, um, he doesn't come on, then there's going to be talk and say, oh, well, you know, he's not a very good penalty stopper. Maybe they should have had Kepper on, that sort of thing. So either way, you lose. But I wouldn't have done it just for the fact that he's had a fantastic game already, and it is a bit of a lottery. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it. As I said, if Mendy hadn't made a couple of mistakes or copped a few goals, fair enough, you might you might put the uh, special shot stopper, um, penalty stopper on. But I think it was the wrong decision. Hmm. Hmm. What about Quiven Callagher's game as well? You would like that. You love a good goalkeeper story too. Yeah, yeah, he did all right. He did all right. No, he was great. It was great. Sorry, Alan, jump in. I'm really happy for him. I think he was he was good. But at the same time, he's been called the hero. I mean, really, 
It's, he's the he only, did score a penalty. He scored a penalty, but God, I mean, surely you'd expect to save one out of 11. Oh, no, Some big, keepers. Look, it's a big shout out to the Irish kid. And I, and, and I can't believe you got his name right there, to be honest with you. He's yeah, uh, Queevin Kelleher. Yeah. Um, yeah. You guys, we could just call him Kevin, right? <laughs> I call him Big Kev. That'd be big it's Kev. somehow spelt with name. an M in the middle of that. I'm not quite sure how, but, you know. The Irish do things yeah, the their way, don't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he made some top class saves, I thought. And he and he and it's not just the he scored a penalty, it was a winning penalty, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, Kepper's Kepper's penalty miss was the one that cost Chelsea. That was the final yeah. penalty. But yeah, um Kelleher had to score his. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Good on him. I mean, I was a bit hesitant. Um with him getting picked for the final. Uh, obviously, Klopp had faith in him. He was the goalkeeper throughout the whole tournament and he wanted to give him the spotlight for the final. And I think, I don't think any other manager in the world would have done that. Um, well, but, Jesus, come on, Nick. Well, if for a cup Mitch, final, you Mitch, play would your you have done goalkeeper. that? Mitch is, a, Mitch is a coach. Would, would you have done that? Mitch, would you have stuck by the goalkeeper that you've backed to keep every other round in that thing? It's clearly in his contract. Well, I mean, he's not, he's, not, he's not keeping any Premier. Are we talking? Hang on, we're talking about Kelleher being goal because we know he's not keeping in the league. So it's in no. his contract saying, "Mate, you are doing Carabao. That's your tournament. You can have as many games you can win. That's what you'll be there for." It's that's the only reason he was there. I don't no think it would be in his contract. I don't think it's a formality. Um, oh, you've got to still save the goal. Did say it straight after the semi final. He did say it straight after the semi-final that he would play him. He, he wanted to repay the faith and, um, sorry, show the faith. And, yeah, Kelleher repaid it. Um, so, good on him. Al, Al I, I want to ask you something. Um, if Tottenham made a domestic cup final, now that's a big if, but oh, for, the, for, for the sake of the discussion. Year, yeah, go on. For the sake of the discussion, um, Tottenham make a final. Uh, you attend. You attend Wembley. Yeah, uh, you're probably leading the Spurs ultras behind the goals. Would you boo the national anthem when it gets played? Would I boo the English national the English national anthem? Yeah. No, of course not. I reckon he would. Well, it's, uh, the reason I asked was because it's always it's always a topic of discussion why? when things come around. And why do they do once it again? Yeah, why do they do? It? I didn't actually hear that. Yeah, why do they do it. I'm I'm speculating here, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was mainly the Liverpool supporters, and I think there might be something got to do with um, I don't know the working class people of England not liking the government, not liking England could be a scouse not English thing, but yeah, they were booing. They started singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" during it. Um, what a disgrace! But I mean, this, this is a common thing in England, isn't it? I mean. Usually for these occasions or even the international games, they do get booed. And I, I was going to ask you, Al, you know, well, they, why yeah. it happens. No, they, they do. They don't boo their own national anthem. They definitely boo others. That's for sure. I mean, if there's another country they're playing against. But I mean, it, really? yeah, you don't, you know, if let's say it was England, Scotland, Scotland would be booing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's because I think that Liverpool fans have gotten ahead of themselves. And I think that Liverpool's their own country at the moment. That's it, boy. That's that's the way Nick takes it. So that might be the answer. I, I don't agree with it. I don't condone it at all. In fact, I love I love the English national anthem. Once upon a time, it was the Australian national anthem, and if I had the choice, 
I'd bring it back. I think it's the best anthem in the world. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, uh, Nicholas. I'm being serious. Were you worried at all through that match? I'll ask you a question. It was it was an entertaining game, and there was plenty of goals, even though they were ruled off. There was action. Uh, there were chances created. There was great saves. Yeah. I think Conte called it like a, you know, the atmosphere was like a Champions League final. Were you nervous throughout it, Nicholas, or were you, were you going to pretend that you were quietly confident the whole time? Oh, mate, I was, I can't swear on this podcast, but let's just say the heart wasn't built for those moments at that time of the night. It's a Carabao Cup, though. It's a Carabao Cup, but I don't know, 85,000 people playing Chelsea. It's always a big game. It's always, a, I mean, yeah, it's always a big fixture. It's one you want to win. And the, the fact that they, you know, uh, I th- yeah, I think just the quality of the match as well was very high quality. Like you said, there was heaps of chances, um, heaps, heaps of heart-stopping moments, offside goals. Um, I mean, sorry, goals ruled out by offside. And then obviously a penalty shootout. It's always going to be nervous. So, you know, the trophy aside and the competition aside, it was just a really good game of football. And you never want to lose a game of football, do you? No matter what situation it is, even friendlies you want to win, even though people say, oh, it's just a friendly. You always want to see your team play well. And it's kind of going to act like a, a, you know, springboard for the rest of the season. So I'm happy to to, uh, win it. Hey, Mitch, I'll ask you this because you're a coach and you're a well-educated coach. How would you feel if your players, so after the game, Mohamed Salah um, posted one down, he posted, you know, and so obviously there's more to come. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold, um, he said one out of four, hungry for more. What, what Do you mind that? Do you think that's okay? It's showing that they're ambitious and it's just one of many they want this season. Or would you say, hey, calm down, boys, that might come back to bite you later on? Coming back to bite you, it's a box to tick. They're, they're, they're not they're not content with just one. That's good. That's what you want. You want players that are hungry to to you know they want more. They want more games. They want more wins. They want more trophies. That's what they, that's what it should be about. You know you don't want players that are you know if that all posted photos with it celebrating and maybe nothing about that. It's be like okay, cool. They're content with that. They shouldn't be happy with that. It's you know we all and and Nick, you're going to hate this, but we all said you know what does this cup really mean? It's nothing. Imagine. You know, you said it was the first bit of silverware. I'm pretty sure we talked about Chelsea winning a tournament last week. Or does that not count because Liverpool didn't make it? I'm not not sure. Ooh. But, uh, <laughs> sure boys, let's be honest here. It's not something no one really cares. It's yeah, it's going to be forgotten about next week. It doesn't hold the same prestige as something as other tournaments do. They know they've got to win the league. It's a, no, it's a nothing cup. I reckon the only reason that it was so big was because Liverpool fans didn't get a chance to celebrate them winning the Premier League because we were all they were on lockdown. So they're like, oh, let's just use this. You know, we win the cup and we'll do the whole celebration all together and it'll symbolise two titles. Look, it, I, I don't disagree with you, boys, and I don't think anyone would. You don't set out the season going to win the, you know, the Carabao Cup, but it still counts as a major trophy. Um, and when, when you make it late in the tournament, it is worth winning. And look, if you win the Premier League during a season, you know, Premier League's good. But if you win it as well as the Carabao Cup, it's, it, always, it always looks better um, in my eyes. Obviously, if, if we were to finish the season with just the Carabao Cup, I'd be pretty disappointed. But it, it, it always makes the season look a little bit better when, you know, you can take home two trophies at least. So, so City's I'll last three or four seasons look quite nice because I think they've dominated the Carabao, haven't they? Last, like, they've won it like, what, three or four years in a row? They have, but let's stop celebrating it. It's just another tick. They just, they they just, it's just they don't care. They don't even exactly. know what it is. And I, I don't think any other... Well, that's why fans don't care. Every time City wins something, no one cares because <laughs> they are an oil club. 
I'm sorry. Just have a look at it. Even, look, even oh. even look, even even when they win the Premier League, their the fans don't show up. They, their fans don't show up to parades or anything. It's just another trophy for them. And look, if if City were to win the uh, Premier League this year, would it affect you? No. Would it affect you if Liverpool won? Yes. Quite frankly, no. Well, one only because we know City you wins. and you won't stop talking about it, so it'll affect us uh, directly. <laughs> so, we, so we I was going to say really something. Is. It is a Mickey Mouse Cup. Oh, you probably did say that when I cut out. But, um, but you well, know, you it's you one step. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, not very memorable. Uh, but it's one step, Nick, for your quadruple, the impossible. So it is. Um, it is. You know, it's, it's, it's a cup, right? I would love it. As I said last week, if, if Spurs won it, I'll be celebrating down the street. Yeah. And hey, it's it's actually another trophy that uh, Kloppers crossed off the list at Liverpool, which means he's only got the FA Cup left before he's completed the lot at the club. Ooh, I now, for that soon anyway. Now, Al, actually, is it time for, uh, I mean, how long before they can build Kloppers' statue or does he deserve one already? He's really thinking about this question. Can you go again, Nico? You cut out. I said, how long before they build him a statue or does he deserve one already? Who's that, Klopp? Klopp. Klopp. Well, He's I'm only sure. got one trophy left to complete the lot. Well, Sean Dyche will get a trophy too while we're at it. And I think Roy Hodgson, didn't he get close to a win on the weekend? He probably deserves one in front of a few stadiums. We can just go through every manager that wins a trophy now. Jeez. I mean, I don't think any Liverpool manager has ever completed the lot. So if he does, you know... I mean, he'll probably get one anyway, even if he doesn't win the FA Cup. But, I mean, uh, uh, this was uh, Al's question to answer. Yeah, well, he'll probably get a, a, a stand named after him or something like that as well. That oh. Stand or something. The I like, cop. I like yeah, that. the cop, clop. Did you get it? No. Yeah, I like uh, it. But, I agree. Uh, yeah, anyway, then moving on. But, yeah, that, that goes into the segue. Yes, it? yes. Speaking oh, of statues, man. what a segue. Whoever planned that, honestly. <laughs> Give him a pay rise. Yeah. So Sir Alex Ferguson um, has just had a statue unveiled um, in honour for being the greatest manager that Aberdeen has ever had. So uh, I think the world has ever had. No, no. I think it's, I mean, he was saying like before, like this is before he obviously went to United Mm. um, and he was there for years, won everything pretty much. Um, but bet- between 1978 and 1986, obviously years before you guys were born, um, mm-hmm. Ferguson won three league titles, four Sc- Scottish Cups, one League Cup, and the European Cup winner's cup, obviously Europa Cup equivalent uh, mm. in 1983. You guys know who um, Aberdeen beat in the final? Tottenham. Tottenham, no. <laughs> no, not Liverpool. It was Real Madrid, 2 1. I mean, oh, that's a right? That'll bad. never happen again. Not bad. This never happens. They're sitting ninth in the Scottish Premier League, right? Um, this is probably uh, even Ferguson said that it's probably the be- best achievement and you know better achievement than all that his success at Man United. Mm. So uh, yeah, he got a, a statue and it looks quite good. Mm. A uh, well-deserved statue. He does deserve it. And my mate Craig, who travelled all the way up from London, oh Craigie, young and attic, yeah, uh, yeah, to watch the game. He was there. He was there. He was there in front of um, yep. Yeah. He's got a lot of Scottish, um, Scottish background. Mm. Love yeah, it. Does he? Does he have one at Old Trafford, Sir Alex? He's got one now, surely. It's a good question. I think he probably does. He must do. He's he the must. Greatest, surely, surely he's got one. Haven't you yeah, been there, Mitch? Really do you know what? Um, and I'm just going to do my own segue because I can't answer that question. Facebook memory came up today. 
I was actually at Old Trafford today, did a tour of the, well, this day five years ago, I think it was, did a tour of the stadium. Now, which former legend did I run into? And I'll, I'll just, he's got, he's got a sir in his name. Oh, Bobby Charlton. Yes. Ran into him. Just, oh, hey, go on, Bobby. In the, in, in the store, in the, like, literally well, we were going up to pay for, you know, the tickets to do the stadium tour. He was coming down the elevator. Oh, mate. So what of all places to, run, to uh, run in and get a photo with our, yeah, Sir Bobby Charlton. wasn't oh, bad. Very nice. What a segue that was. Yeah, just couldn't. I can't answer that question, but you'd assume there'd be a, a statue. Like, if he doesn't have one sure. there. I mean, you were there. You, I, mean, I, you I think there is. I think there is. I'm about not sure at the, at the like. I think it's at the main entrance. I'm pretty sure too. Like you can't miss it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's got a stand as well, actually, doesn't he? Yes, that I can answer with confidence. Yeah. Well, what, what about this for a segue? Someone who does deserve a statue, and I reckon they'll put it in, at the front of Leeds Stadium, is Bielsa, and he should not have been sacked. I'm uh, I'm upset about it, Nicholas. Are well, you? There you go. Well, I mean, it's it was definitely a controversial. Uh, sacking, you know, a couple of poor results, poor results aside. I mean, he got them promoted to the Premier League after 16 years. He re- rebuilt the culture, the identity at the club. He was a cult figure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a harsh decision. A couple couple of um, yeah bad results in the last seven days, but um, I guess I guess in fairness, um, you know, they're they're in a rele- relegation battle right now so um i guess maybe the idea of bringing in someone new which they have done now might just reinvigorate the squad a bit but i think i still think it's harsh because they have had injury troubles this season yeah no bamford no phillips no cooper they've got their their best players out of the squad and the fact that i think they should they they need to give him a little bit more respect and and give him give him time with those players back to turn it around and look every you could see um, the outpouring of emotion when he was sacked and how much he means to the people there. I mean, he's a great man. And mm-hmm. in football, there's not a, lot, not a lot of great men when you get to that height as a coach, mm-hmm. to be a great person. And everybody loves him. I mean, in Chile, they 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 call them uh, the widows because they were just, as soon as he left, they're distraught. Every club that he leaves, he leaves a legacy and everyone's upset because of the person that he is. And you don't get that a lot because sometimes power gets to people's heads and they don't care about anyone else, but he genuinely cared about all his players and the people in that city. And so for him to to change the history of Leeds and get them back and get them promoted, yes, he only plays one way and they conceded 20 goals in the last month, which was pretty shocking, but he was a hero. And uh, I think, look, you should have given him a chance to turn it around with his best squad there. And I know they've they've got to try and, and stay up because if you do get relegated, I mean, the, the income that comes into the club is a huge difference. So they need to, there's no exception and they can see the fall coming. And when you're in that little bit of a dip, it's really hard to get out of it. So maybe, the, you know, they're thinking this is the fresh start. They've got Jesse Marsh, Marsh who's coming in. He's an American as well. The owners Ted, are American. Ted Lasso. Yeah, the Ted Lasso is coming in. So... <laughs> I don't know. I'm. Just, I feel sorry for him. To be honest, I don't. I don't like it. Well, do, do you know what? I've done? I'm. I'm. Agree with that, Jimmy, as well. I mean, the Leeds fans at the end of the game um, at the weekend, they st- You know, they lost four 0 They mm. actually played really well. I thought. I thought they were, they just weren't clinical in front of goal. They hit the post yeah. a couple of times, um, but they're just open. Yeah, you know, missing Phillips. The Leeds fans stayed behind and clap the team. You know, most yeah. teams, if it, was, if it was Spurs fans, would be booing them at yeah, half time or walking yeah, especially out you, booing the Spurs fans, right? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but Leeds fans, they stay behind and they clap. Mm. Maybe they thought that was, you know... They might have sensed it. At the end. Yeah, they sensed yeah. it, perhaps. But, you know, it's a shame. 
Yeah, and the thing a bit, sorry, before I know I've talked too much, but he doesn't blame the players. He never blames injuries. He he takes responsibility, and that's why the fans come, they love him. And like you said, you, he's brought the love back to that club, even though they got smacked 4-0. And like you said, the fans still stay there and clap. I don't think you get that with another manager. I mean, I hope for, for March's sake that he comes in and I think he plays a similar style, not as open as, as what Bielsa does, but still... I mean, I hope I hope that continues because there is a little bit of a sour taste left in the mouth for the fans that he's gone. So hopefully they can still turn it around. And you are right. Um, <clears throat> Jesse Marsh does play a similar style in the way they attack. The first time I saw Jesse Marsh coach a team, now I think this is a massive coup for Leeds actually, and it's probably why they let Bielsa go a little early. But he was managing Salzburg um, at the time. Erling Haaland was still at the club. And when yeah. he was breaking all those scoring records um, and he had quite a good team and they made the champions League a couple of years ago. And, you know, he kind of, you know, put them on the map, if you will. And if you remember that game, sorry to bring Liverpool up again, but it was at Anfield. Oh. It was at Anfield and Liverpool were leading three nil. Um, and this was a time Liverpool were reigning uh, European champions so leading 3-0 against the reigning European champions at Anfield, he's um, Marsh is famous for his uh, halftime speech of that game, which you can find on YouTube. He just gave one of the best motivational speeches you'll see. Most of it's in German uh, by the swearing. But they came out in that second half and scored three goals in the first 10, 15 minutes of that second half. So it was 3 or They ended up losing 4-3, but... It really put Salzburg on the map. And obviously that, you know, he had a good time there. He won some trophies, uh, broke some records, got the job at Leipzig. Um, didn't go too well for him there, but I think Leeds will be a good spot for him. So watch this space. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a good character to have in the Premier League now. Yeah, Mitch has been on record to say that American managers will never be successful. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I think you're giving him not much time to turn a bus that's, you know, sliding downhill that, and it's because of the players. It's and it's not because of the players that are playing. It's the ones that are missing. So and you know we, we all disagree with this sacking. And it's going to be very interesting to see what he brings to the table for what the last 12, 11 games with you know effectively the same crop of players that Bielsa couldn't get much out. But if of. they get back, if the players get back, because I think you you might you might get a few of them back. Do you think he can turn it around? Well, they're good players that that Leeds have been missing, and you know they're the same players. And if he's playing this similar style, then there's no reason that they won't pick up the wins that. Bielsa couldn't, but Bielsa wasn't picking them up because of anything else by the fact that the players just weren't there and fit. That's always been the Bam- Bamford's been playing games throughout this season in spots where he shouldn't be back, back yet, mm. purely because he knows he's got to get out there and do a job. Um, and these are key, you know, you're taking, you're talking about a striker, midfielder, and your centre half. Mm. Like key. That know the system as well. Yeah, that know the system. And you're not just a, a midfielder, you're number six that literally guides you around the park. The, mm. These are key, key players. You t- Take out of any, I was going to put United out there, but um, that's no point. Um, but you take take Kane out of Tottenham, take you know take a key midfielder out of out of Liverpool. Every team's going to it's going to hurt them. So you're looking at three key players and a captain. Look, I'd yeah, like to see Leeds turn it around, man. but it's not going to be easy. These guys come back with no match fitness, but they've got heart. They want to be at that club. They all love the club. But the other interesting thing, and Jimmy, you brought it up, Bielsa took the blame for everything. Yeah, yes. Will March do the same? Because nah, if he no doesn't, chance. how the player's going to react? They've yeah, all exactly. had his no... love for the last two years or last three years, I think, or no longer than that. But all have had his love. So now they're going to get the other side of it. How's that? How, the, how are they going to react? So it'll be interesting. Mm. 
And the relegation battles, it makes a relegation battle really interesting too. Because well, now I've changed my tune. It might change now oh. because of this. Oh, so we're hang on pause. Are we are we <laughs> saying that I might be right? May, maybe Mitch might be right here because Leeds might drop and then Burnley just just the climb out. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I'll stick with it for now, actually. No, no, it doesn't change for now, but we'll see. Watch your space. They are in good form, Burnley. So good shout form. out to you, Mitch. But any team right up until 14th on the table could possibly drop out, which is uh, what? what's that, like seven, seven teams? It's interesting. And Everton are just, just above the bottom three as well. So <laughs> I uh, wouldn't write them off either. But to, um, going down... A league and looking at the teams that are going to come up, it's looking like we're going to see Fulham and Bo- Bur- oh, I was going to say Burnley, Bournemouth, Fulham and Bournemouth are, uh, will probably come up. Um, but speaking of Fulham, Mitrovic broke this goal scoring record in the championship the other day, and there's still what like uh 12, 11, 12 games to go, which is. Mm. But people still criticise him saying, well, he's a championship player. Is he going to do it in the Premier League? Last time he was in the Premier League, he scored, what, like five, six goals. He was a nobody. But do you guys do you guys think the same? Um, Al, do you keep an eye on the championship at all? I think I've mentioned it before. It's, it's hard that no one's given him a, another go in the uh, in the Premier League. Well, you know, when Fulham went down, I thought someone will snap him up. I would have taken him as well at Tottenham. Mm. Um, I think he would be a nice little backup striker. He does score. He scores goals. Obviously, 33 goals this, this season. And as you said, uh, I think he scored 24 goals in the Premier League. Oh, was it oh, 24? Was that the last time they came up? Or? 24 overall. So I think oh, so. Um, I might be wrong there. So I think he's a decent player. He must just be a shit, shit bloke. Because, you know, he maybe doesn't get on with, you know, hard to, hard to, hard to manage or something like that. I just think. Well, yeah, he's that striker that needs uh, service. Sorry, Um, he he needs service, and he gets that at Fulham when he's playing in the Championship because they, you know, have possession a lot. And then when they come to the Premier League, obviously, you know, he's not going to get that as much. So I think he's one of those strikers that would do better at a, you know, good club. But yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I don't think they're going to be giving him up when they come into the Premier League. So we'll get another proper good look at him. Uh, next season for sure. Just just sticking with the the uh, championship just for two seconds. What do we rec- One, what do we all think two. about Derby? Are they going to get out? Because they're a long way down, but like the record would have them just in that mid table area. Mm-hmm. Can they? What are they? I think they're eight they're points eight away points, from safety eight, with eight four games is... in hand. Can they do it? What are we, are we just going flat out? No chance. Or is Wayne? Can Wayne Rooney steer the ship? I hope he can. He's really committed to that club. Mm. He's going nowhere. He said. He said they can. I hope so. I haven't been watching that closely, to be honest. Just, just none either, brother. Just the pure fairy tale of it. I want it. The fairy tale will be fantastic. Netflix will jump on it. There'll be a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it will be one of the. If it does happen, it, it would be one of the uh, biggest achievements in football, I reckon, because they did start. What was it? Negative twenty-one points. Twenty-one points. Yeah, and, and, and they are winning games. They're on twenty-one at the moment as well. So they've yeah. literally just now gained them. Yeah. So, yeah, 42 points. They should be mid-table, really. And, and they're winning games of football. So, you know, usually I think there's a big chance of them coming out of there. Obviously, Reading and Cardiff aren't going to win too many games for the remainder of the season. So, if Derby keep it up, they'll be out of there. I have, they, have they been bought out yet? I mean, I might actually form a Newcastle United um, you know, owner. He was interested in buying Derby. I don't know 
I don't know if that's happened yet. I mean, the administration's still hanging over them. Um, he's, he's probably just met, just waiting to see if they drop down because if they drop down, he can buy them even cheaper. Mm-hmm. And if they Recorded. stay, he would just pay odds on now. So yeah, no, they haven't been bought yet. No, it's still it's still looking. So yeah, Mitch no. speaking like a true businessman there. <laughs> Love it. He's not going to put money into the club anyway. He'll just buy it and sit there. He did that with Newcastle for however long he was there. So. It's- <laughs> Um, boys, before we uh, move on to the onto a big topic in football at the moment, I just want to go back into the Premier League for a sec. Of course, yeah. Manchester City, they got off pretty lucky against Everton, it has to be said. I don't want to speak too much because you guys are going to call me bias, but that handball decision at Everton. What was it, Nick? What do you mean? What was it? Was, was it, it a, a disgrace or what? 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 If you want my opinion, yes, it's a disgrace. A disgrace, is it? Yeah. Yeah, that no, was a handball. Definitely. I think Everton played really well. They deserve to get a point at least. Um, I like what Frank Lampard said after the game. He was uh, he was calculated when he said this, that his three-year-old at home could have told you that it was a handball. Honestly, I mean, everyone knows it was a handball. And they've got this new this sleeve rule and this crap. I mean, what happened if you're wearing long sleeves? I mean, it's, it's just too hard. To th- we know what a handball is. It's obvious that was a handball. They score the pen. They get a point, you know. Happy days. But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't want Liverpool to win, so I'm happy this happened. Hmm. Well, it's, it's like massive consequences, not just for the title race, but relegation. Yeah, relegation as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, clear well, up. Sarah. Well, what I'm confused about is, you know, in the Carabao Cup final, for example. They <laughs> just have to bring they, it back up. Just, just as an example, they, because it's the Mickey. most recent. It's oh. the most <laughs> we should have done a whole pot on the Carabao Cup, never released yeah. it. And then he sort of got it all out of one go, though. I'm just saying, they, they, how many disallowed goals were there? How many went to VAR? I mean, the Van Dyke one went to VAR. The, the Lukaku goal was uh, very harsh to be called off for offside. That was very, I mean, yeah, should have been a goal. Um, and then for a blatant handball like that, they don't go to VAR. That's just what I don't understand. It's just the decision making no, process. It it went it went to VAR, but they the, the people making the decisions said it was fine. It was a, it was on the sleeve, so it was above. No, they, actually, they said it was inconclusive to see where it struck, if it struck on the sleeve in the point where it is a handball and not. So that's why they left it. Surely they see every angle as well. They say, no, maybe they didn't. Because it was behind, you couldn't see it right. But you know, if you slow it down, but it's it, yeah, it's a handball, isn't it? Yeah, it's a handball. It's, it's a mistake. The only two people in the world that don't think it was the were the people making the decisions, unfortunately. And I'm just going to put it out there that the referee is born in Manchester. <laughs> there's been a few. There's been a few situations uh, from it's, that specific referee. She's looked it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate. I've, he knows I've, where he lives, mate. I've been watching conspiracy documentaries on this guy. Uh, you don't want to know how deep I've gone in the past couple of days, but just putting it out there that he's from Manchester, born and bred. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, boys, FIFA yes. and UEFA uh, suspend all Russian teams from their competition. So that includes mm. Russia not competing in this year's World Cup, the women's team, the women's national team, not competing at Euro 2022. Mm-hmm. Spartak Moscow have been removed from the Europa League. So Leipzig progressed by default. Um, it, it's a sensitive topic, but do you guys agree with, uh, I mean, I'll ask any of you, whoever wants to answer, do you guys agree with football getting involved 
in these cases of politics. Well, this is that everyone is watching this situation unfold and everyone kind of feels helpless and what can we do? But they're doing what they can do at the moment and and that's by punishing Russia. Um, and they need to, you know, this is the only thing that they can do and they're hopefully trying to convince the powers that be to stop what they're doing and they're trying to impact the country and the income that's going to come to that country and the relationships around the world is impacted by, you know, one man's decision. So they're doing what they can. So unfortunately, that's what they've got to do. Um, so no, no problem with that at all on my end. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. It's they're, yeah, exactly. They're doing everything that they can within their power to try and force something and force an issue and show that they're not on board with it. If they let them all play, they'd be opening themselves up. Plus, can you imagine every, every team coming up against them would then be, you know, at home, they'd be all, well, why is our nation, they should be standing up against it. Well, then the only thing they can do is pull out. You know, mm-hmm. we saw it in swimming, and I won't, I hate going to other sports with this, but like in swimming with Mac Horton and the uh, Chinese swimmer, everyone, he didn't stand on the podium. So what, you expect a team to get up there and not stand next to them and do the national anthem? Or do you want a team just to stand in their own half for a minute and not play the ball? Like, yeah. so they're just stopping all that from happening too. So they've made the right decision. It's everything in their power they can do. And what happens next is, I guess, yeah. Who knows? Wasn't yeah. that FIFA was, you know, talking that they, they're allowed Russia to play, but under a different name? That, that um, was their... They would, they what, like they've done, for, like they've done for the Olympics? Oh, no, no it was similar to that as well. Yeah, so that, 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 that was their initial sanction, um, FIFA. They wanted to rename the name of the team, so Russia, and they wanted to play their games at neutral venues. But um, there was a public outcry that that wasn't mm. sufficient, and rightly so, yeah. I think. Um, so they obviously just suspended them all. Um, yeah, it's harsh. I guess, you know, I've seen a few arguments against it saying, oh, well, why don't, you know, the USA get banned for what they do Um from a military standpoint, I won't go in too much depth because I'm not as educated on that. But um, yeah, I, yeah, it's an interesting topic. It's a very sensitive one, obviously. But yeah, well, I think it's the right decision. Like we said, so yeah, stand yeah. by that. Absolutely. I think it's the right decision. Also, by the way, something else uh, that's very important and close to my heart is Buffon signing on until 2024. <laughs> He's going to be 46 years old. That's going to be half the age of of Alan. And he's just already, like, he's been at Palmer and uh, um, he went back to the club where he started and he's given his heart and soul to this club and they've returned the favour and he's the captain of that club. And he started every Serie B game this season for the mid-table, uh, mid- the mid-table at the moment, and then he missed the three matches, I think, with an injury. Came back last week, uh, won 4-0, and he signed a new contract until 2024. So Buffon, uh, Gianluigi Buffon, is an absolute hero and a god. Jimmy, did you also see who played in front of him at centre-back starting debut? 18-year-old Australian. Oh, I did see that. I did see. I did see. Is the Australians are starting to make their way back into Europe. They are in Italy. Only, only the second better. second Australian to, to start in a competitive league in, in Italy. So Christian Valpato and then I, the name escapes me. His name escapes me right now too. Yeah, but the centre-back, I did see that, which is great, which is which, which is one we want. Yeah, get some good luck. Like Serie B is a good league. Oh, it's much one, better than one under the best league in the world. So, you know, it's got to be very good. Does Buffon play every week? Is he a starter? Or? Yeah, I just I just said that. I know you zone oh, out no, I, I, I start I, to speak. I, 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 I did say that, that he did. He started every single game this okay, season, yeah. apart from three, uh, four weeks ago. He missed three matches because he had a, a, a little injury. 
but he was back yeah. on the weekend. So he does, he's the captain of the squad and he starts every game yeah. that he can. That's impressive. Jimmy, is, is there a, uh, a Netflix or a, an Amazon doco on, on Buffon? No, there's not. There should be now. There should be. Yeah. We've come up with a couple of uh, Netflix doco ideas. There really podcast. should be. I mean, maybe that'll come at the end of his career. He's one yeah. of those guys that likes to say that, you know, he'll reflect on all of his accomplishments when the time comes for him to retire, which might be your age. You might be in his 70s at the time. But once mm-hmm. that happens, there will be definitely a documentary and we'll be going to the movies to watch it together. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that, mate. I'll, I'll get my Zimmer frame out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch it together and smoke my pipe and get my slippers and everything. Brilliant. <laughs> right, speaking of Syria, can I just wrap up what happened on the weekend? Nah, sure. We'll go for it. A lot of different results, but this is the last in the last four match weeks, right? There's been three different league leaders. That is a competitive league and excitement. Uh, Napoli are on top at the moment. They they uh, stole a win over Lazio in literally the last minute, it was the 94th minute or something ridiculous, and they got uh, they got the win. So it's just fantastic at the moment. You just want to watch the best league in the world, the City are. Well, Mourinho is on... Mourinho is watching from the, the team coach, isn't he? The game? Yeah, he was in the train. He was watching his coach. Yeah. Which, which is great. I mean, he'll watch it anytime. So it's fantastic. 11 yeah. games behind Juventus from the top of the table. Can That's they... right. Blahovic just scored again. My God, he scored a double on the weekend. He just can't stop scoring. He's like Mitch at the nightclubs. He just Every time he gets an opportunity, bang, it's in. I love it. Oh, that's good. That's good. So you give you give Juve a chance at the title still? Only 11 no, games. No, no, they're not going to win a title, but they'll, they'll finish third. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Lock it in. Written them off. That's that's new for you. Uh, well, I mentioned that last. You don't listen to me. I said last week we can we can kind of put a line through them for the title. But actually, did I? I might have gone back on my word and said, "Oh, everyone's drawing and losing. They might have a chance." But no, top four's yeah, definitely that's a lock. But uh, I think uh, I'd like to see Napoli win it. To be honest, I never liked them, but I do think that they're. Insignia's last last season there, and the town definitely deserves it. They're, they're the most loyal supporters you could ever meet. Don't like them, but they're the so loyal, and they've only won it with Maradona there. So but they weren't that loyal when Maradona left, were they? Or when what? he was playing against Italy? When he was no, they, they were okay actually. It started because he he scored a goal against Italy. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of the downfall. But they it was wasn't it? They are. But yeah, uh, they're emotional people, Alan. They're like me, you know. And well, Conte. He's emotional, isn't he? Hey? Conte. Uh, I totally understand it now. He's know. very emotional, isn't he? I mean, th- last week he was saying how bad Tottenham was. He wanted to leave and he was done with it and he was yeah. depressed. And then you go and have a big win and he's like, oh, I've never been happier. This yeah, is great. That's it, exactly. <laughs> Which is a perfect segue. <laughs> Son, Son Kane. <laughs> Son and Kane. Oh, well, I was going to say, yeah, 37th goal combo, um, breaking that Premier League record. And they got it 36 last week. And 37th. So, yeah. How long have they played together, though, Al? How long has it been? Uh, it's, it's 2016, 17, I think it is. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll, they'll go on and, and score a few more. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's starting to hit form now, Kane, finally, at the back end of the season. Yes. Well, Mitch was going to say manager. he's primed. He's well, primed now to go to Man United. I mean, no, actually, well, I was going to go in two as that. I was going to go, imagine how many will score once he's got De Bruyne feeding him. And then I'm like, actually, you know what? Fernandes could do just as good a job. Good. Imagine when he's got actual teammates that can pass the ball and find him anywhere. Correct. And uh, but we're talking about business, mate. It'd be worth 200 million now. This is just, it's not, you know. That's What's that to City? $2? Yeah. <laughs> it equates to about just. True. Pretty much. 
Hey, what about Kulisevsky? He's Kulisevsky. Really... Oh, oh, how good is he? <laughs> he was quite. I mean, he's he's that left foot. I mean, it doesn't really have a right foot to be honest with you, but it doesn't need one because he can pass the ball. He doesn't can, need it. Does it? I mean, that that goal he scored near post as well. That yeah, just that te- tech is the technique was phenomenal. He's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Good signing. Two goals in, in what, five games? He didn't yeah. score two goals in 44 games for Juventus before that. So mm. it's it's a good deal for us. 100% well, it is. Talking about key signings, Aubameyang. Oh, what a segue that oh, was. Barcelona. goals in scored. five games. Yeah. that's And he's found form out of nowhere because he did not have that in the Prem. No. With Traore uh, feeding him as well. Tra- yeah, he's already got more assists. What, he's got more assists at Barcelona than he has at Wolves the last two years. Yeah. Like, Incredible. It's just players, players, when they players leave, they find form. Kane's going to be dangerous next year. <laughs> hey, another good segue. Speaking of uh, informed players, yeah, player of the week in the Premier League this week. Oh, huge. Who's going to go first? Oldest first, Alan. Yeah, start, start with me. I'm going for Harry Kane. Of course he is. <laughs> Harry Kane last week, Harry Kane this week. Not not against Burnley, obviously, but we'll, we'll scrap that one. Burnley, that one. by the way, I know we've spoken about it, but Burnley were phenomenal. We're brilliant. So yeah. much, so much heart. Mm. Good heart. Um, they should stay up. Uh, but yeah, Harry Kane for me. Yeah, and just on that as well, we will include um, the midweek games from last week because we did miss a couple yep. um, last week's pods. So cough, cough. Uh, Liverpool six 0 win over Leeds. Missed that one. Missed that one. It's Leeds. Can't count for much. They sacked their coach. They're Not irrelevant. The missed it. Missed it completely. I'll Already go next. No players. You guys are a disgrace. I'll go next. <laughs> I'm sending. I'm sending all. Uh, I'm sending all complaints from listeners and our fans to you boys. Just putting it out there. But go on, Jimmy. Oh well, this is one. I always pick the players that, without them, the result would have not gone that team's way, and they had a massive influence. And you cannot deny this man, Ben Foster, and it's against United as well. If it wasn't for him, my God, the chances that United had really, and most of that was, you know terrible execution on, on United's part, but he made three huge saves that any other keeper I feel would not have made them. And the result would have been one, two, it could have been three nil. Okay. And for a side with defense like that, which is atrocious and they deserve to be in the relegation zone. I thought he was, uh, he was fantastic. It's not every day you get a clean sheet at Old Trafford and against his old side as well. So I think he deserves the three votes. Thank you, Nicholas. I like that. I like it. That's actually a really good shout. Thank you. I'll consider that. All right. As Mitch. you should. Consider all ours, please. This isn't good because I'd narrowed it down to two. And I have an option here to go for a pod first involving two goalkeepers in the player of the week. <laughs> or I could go for a winger that's found form under his old coach. I'll give you some advice. I don't think you're beating Foster. No, but, so... Nick, Pope, but Nick Pope did very well midweek. Two games, yeah. clean sheet against Tottenham, and then Crystal Palace won all key in that. But I'm going to stick with uh, Ryan Fraser. He's finding oh, yeah. under Eddie Howe, had an assist, created a few yeah. chances. He's involved heavily now. He's getting his form back. And, you know, he's been key to that Newcastle. Newcastle's run in form. So I'm enjoying watching him play. And, you know, 2 0 win. He did well. I'm enjoying Newcastle in general. He's your man. Eddie Howe's doing well. Look at that. Eddie Howe called Eddie Howe. They're on fire. Burnley, they're next. Mm. They're laughing. Hey, quick shout out. If it was one uh, half a vote, I'd go Christian Eriksen for actually mm. getting on the field yeah. and uh, and being there, you know? And what a moment. I think it was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he got a stunning ovation, didn't he? Mm-hmm. From the <laughs> Oh. 
Was that a moment of silence for him? Well deserved. Well deserved. Get it silence, boys. <laughs> Um, yeah, so oh, it's a, it, yeah another another tough one to separate this week. Mm. Um, Mitch, sorry, I, I don't know how you you've come up with Ryan Fraser over Mo Salah and Sadio Mane both scoring braces in the same game. <laughs> he he sell, when I said last week Joe Willock and he laughed at me. If it's a, if it's like a Newcastle or a lowly club, doesn't yeah. and he scored well, again. He doesn't care. I'm not he's saying mad he's going to lose Mbappe to Newcastle. That's what it is. He's mad he's losing Mbappe to Newcastle. <laughs> he can't stand it. He's just... I'm not saying that they had bad games, and I'm not saying he's not worthy of a point or anything. I'm just saying that both weeks there's been uh, some better candidates for the spot. And Al will agree with me last week. Only one Spurs player was picked after that Manchester City win. But anyway, we move on. But unfortunately uh, for you, Mitch, I think Ryan Fraser has to get the one vote. <laughs> I don't mind the shout. I don't mind it. But, um, yeah, I think Ben Foster and Harry Kane were definitely the standouts. But Jeez, he's, he's dragging this on. This is worse than Dancing with the Stars when they're announcing the winner. Just tell us. Who's going to get the three votes? He's about to go to an ad break. I'll give it to Ben Foster. That's a yes. massive result. Uh, he gets the three votes. He gets the three votes. Um, playing at Old Trafford. He, yeah, he deserved it, definitely. Clean sheet. Um, Harry Kane, also very good, but... Um, Al looks impressed. Have to take into consideration maybe the opposition on that one. So, so hang on, pause. We had to take in the opposition in that game, but not the Leeds Liverpool match. Oh, I'm not saying just for the three <laughs> votes, just to separate the two players from the three votes. Yeah, I mean, no, he definitely deserved to be. In I'm the happy votes. with Nick this week. Very good choice. Thank you, <laughs> Foster. There's still plenty of football happening for the rest of the week, boys. There's FA Cup football, there's Premier League, and then Champions League next week. It's nonstop. We love it. Um, Mm -hmm. Are there any standouts for you boys to follow on the EPL Live app? There there is. If you click on the the bar, you can change leagues and you can hit Serie A, Italian Serie A. I tell you what, boys, if there's one game you're going to get up for, now Al's up early all the time anyway, 6.45 6.45 on Monday morning. It is Napoli v Milan, and both of them sit on top of the City R table with 57 points each. Only goal difference separates them. And I'll tell you what, this is extremely exciting. This, is, this almost is a title decider. You want to watch this game. Honestly, get up, celebrate, and in Italy, they eat sweets for breakfast so you can have like a, you know, like a, a croissant or a donut or something like that. Treat yourself on Monday morning. Starting the week fresh, have a little espresso, have your coffee, have, have some sweets, and, uh, and hashtag uh, EPL Live if you like, and I'll get back to you. <laughs> There's another big game happening Monday morning, Mitch. You would know about it. Yeah, I'm sort of shocked that's not the direction uh, Jimmy, Jimmy went in. It's... I mean, we know we're going to lose. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we normally get up for these matches, but it's That's sort of the true. time we won't get the end of it from Nick if if we don't. If we oh, do, so, Jeez, I'm gonna have to do an all nighter. That's a United win. I'll buy United shirt, honestly. Oh, yeah, on, yeah. So, and I'll wear it. I'd wear it with pride. So when we when we do the pod next Wednesday in the office, you'll be wearing I'll United shirt. There we go. There we go. Mate, heard it. I, I'm really feeling like United can steal some points off City. I'm hoping for it. I'm praying for it every Are we night. We're going to do an all nighter. Three thirty, three thirty a.m. That game, and then we go straight into Napoli and uh, and Milan. You've it. got a baby, Jimmy. You can do that with the baby. Oh, I'll be up anyway. About to watch it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. You're you're set, mate. You're set. I'm set. Alan, what are we picking? We well, got the yeah the derby. I was going to say they got. Have we got lead Leicester Leeds as well? 
Yeah, Leicester Leeds is at 11.30 on the Sunday night. That's perfect. That leads in. So 11.30, that game. Then you have a little nap. Then you wake up at 3.30 for Manchester City, Man United. Then you stay up for 6.45 for, for Napoli and Milan. And then don't go to work. Take a sickie. Just stay home. It's not a bad way to do it. Yep, not a bad way at all. Not a bad way at all. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the FA Cup game. And I'll, I'm looking forward to actually watching Boreham Wood at Goodison Park. <laughs> You thought I was going to say Liverpool, Jimmy. Yes, absolutely against Norwich this game of the season for sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Boreham Wood. You know, if, if they can get into the quarterfinals, that would be massive. And uh, just speaking on the FA Cup again, uh, this has come to our, um, we've reached, sorry, our trivia answer. Uh, you know who I think it is? Do you want me to replay the question first? Yeah, replay the question because I reckon I know who it is. All right. So, who was the last and only non-league team to win the FA Cup? And a bonus point if you know the okay. year as well. A few a few years ago, I was doing like these trivia things for the app, right? And I remember reading on a team. Was it Tottenham? Yes, it was. Oh, it was. Did you know that, Al? They're the only club to do it. 1901, so you apparently think I'm 121 years old. <laughs> So uh, I'm glad I'm, you picked up on that. I, I was going to ask yeah. you about that game, and do you remember much of it? 1901. It was tough. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the score actually. But, <laughs> you know, I was there with my my scarf. <laughs> in the Southern League, you guys were in the Southern League. Southern Is that still League. around? Probably. Yeah. That's probably a Southern. Yeah, there's a few yeah. Southern leagues there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, actually, another bonus question. Um, last team to win the FA Cup outside of the top flight. Does anyone know? I want to say Blackburn, and I don't know why. Top flight? Wasn't it Portsmouth? No. You already said that. I said Portsmouth. I thought it was. West Ham. Yes, it was West Ham. Oh, well done. Now, he what actually was, was alive for this one, 1980. Oh. Yeah. I was alive. I was alive, was I? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, yeah, you were. Yes, I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was in my teenage gone. years. Prime Al. I was only two, boys. I was only two. That was Prime Al, that Love it, love it. So, obviously, plenty of football to watch in the week ahead. We're all looking forward to it. You can follow it all on the APR Live app. And, boys, once, once again, it was a pleasure chatting to you all about the football. And... I look forward again next week. So until then, see you all later and enjoy the football.